This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? Hi, this is Mike. I was just calling to see if that job that you offered was still available. Yes. A security guard. I will take anything. This place was huge in the 80s with the kids. They shut it down years ago. The owner's just not ready to let it go yet. All you have to do is keep your eyes on the monitor. Welcome to Freddy Fazbear's, where fantasy and fun come to life. Okay. BFM 89.9, you are listening to a very excited popcorn culture <laughs> with Lynn and Sharmila. Um, as always, when one of our brethren isn't around to review a film, uh, we typically react with great, uh, I would say, animosity yes, and yes. resentment. Um, and this time's no different because our friend Arvin Yuvaraj is sitting out our review of Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I finally feel like maybe we have a contender to, um, what was that, Adam? 65. To 65. The fact that you don't even know the title yeah. is really injurious to me, actually. But that I missed it, and now I feel like I've made up for it by having to sit through Five Nights at Freddy's, even though you've had to do both. When is my turn? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, uh, you know, because of how much hype the video game has, even though I've never played it, I was actually quite interested to see how this would pan out because firstly, it's Bloomhouse. Um, you know, they do horror very well. And secondly, I also did think that the premise of it was so out there. This notion of like animatronic animals coming to life in a in a haunted diner. Robots. Uh, robots, mm. yes. And, and, and murdering people. I mean, that could be so extra and fun, right? But... It was just so blah. It was so blah that I don't even remember it. And I just watched it. Yeah, I, I'm struggling to have positives um, about Five Nights at Freddy's. I, to be fair, wasn't super excited going in because I don't have an attachment to the game. Um, and as we all know, horror is, is not really my jam. So I didn't necessarily think that I was going to enjoy it a lot, but blah is a good way to describe it. So it is based on the uh, video game series and franchise. Um, it was directed by Emma Tammy and um, who co-wrote actually the screenplay with uh, Scott Cawthon, who is the creator of the game and Seth Kudback, I want to say, or Cutback. Um, and as you already said, Sharmila, the premise of it and the clip sets it up too is that there are these. Okay, there is a pizza franchise. Yes. There is. A, oh, I said diner, didn't I? Yes, pizza <laughs> franchise. It's fine. So there's a pizza <laughs> franchise that's meant to be like a Chuck E. Cheese kind of thing that ap appeals to children. And uh, the centerpiece of it, alongside the games and the food, is also an animatronic um, robot band that are based on a bunch of characters, including Freddy Fazbear, uh, Fazbear and a number of others. Um, but the di the diner, but the pizza joint is kind of falling apart, um, especially because it was apparently at the center of some mysterious children disappearances back in the eighties. And where we enter the story is that uh, Mike, as played by Josh Hutchison, gets a job because he's struggling to get any other job. Gets a job as a security guard, a night security guard, for Freddy's, and then 
chaos ensues. So I'm told that the game doesn't actually have such a linear storyline, that it really is more like one of those save yourself while trying to get to the end of this style games. Um, And in a way, I almost just, I almost wish that's what the movie was. Mm. Almost not even trying as hard to make a plot out of something because, I mean, there's this whole thing about Josh Hutchison's character needing to care for his sister, um, almost maybe losing her custody because their parents are, are not around anymore. Trying to solve a family mystery. Yes. Um, so something that. that's caused him a lot of grief. Um, there's also these mysterious disappearances of the kids and oh, how did that actually happen? Clearly it's related to Freddy's, but we don't know how. Um, was all this necessary? Did you have to put all of this in as a flimsy pretext to ultimately ultimately a payoff that's not even that great because um, one thing worth saying is that all of this seems to have intentionally been done in a very PG-13 style and that really undercuts any tension or horror that you might get from this premise because supposedly really horrific things are happening to people but you never see it, they all happen off screen Um, when something like a really torturous looking implement is inserted into a person suddenly there's like no blood and everything is fine. So yeah, it's actually what is this movie and what is it trying to do? Who is it for? None of it is clear. It's it's basically every check mark for why a movie fails. It's oof. I know. Um, I I think that there's something to be said also for the fact that this is a Bloomhouse because you mentioned earlier that they do horror well and I agree but I also would say that they do a certain type of high concept horror well. They're not the um, you're not expecting a sort of A24 approach from Bloomhouse. They do cheapen nasty, that's their thing, and they've made a very good living out of doing it. They have gotten a very, very solid fan base out of doing it. So I'm not demeaning it. I'm just saying that I I suspect that I'm not sure who's fighting with me on this, actually. <laughs> I think that if, if you're familiar with Bloomhouse's work, then you know what you're in for. Um, but it also means that you're often in for pretty bad acting. Um, you're in for uh, sort of very blatant violence. Um, you're in for stories that will hit you over the head. There's not going to be a lot of subtlety. And I think that when the movie can sustain its momentum in other ways, when the story is good or when the violence is so outlandish that it becomes comes its own thing, then then you're fine. Then it's kind of moving along. But when it's a PG-13 thing, so you get the jump scare, but not the subsequent release. You you yes. don't get the you don't you don't get the thing you need to get out of it. But then you still have to live with the generic tropiness. You still have to live with the bad acting. Um, and then it starts to feel like it's not worth it. And it's not even deliberate B-grade bad acting, you know? No. <laughs> it's like they, they, they're not sure whether they want to be OTT and silly. And, and look, the premise of this is inherently silly. It's robots animal animatronic robots coming to life but still playing in a band and and they all look kind of silly and funny and at the very beginning when you first see exactly how silly they look and then you think oh they're about to wreak some havoc I actually thought oh this could be interesting Mm. this could be so weird and fun that it becomes that kind of schlocky be great thing but it doesn't even do that really it just kind of is there. And different people seem to think they're in a different kind of movie. The level of like performance or emotionality. Like on the one hand, someone like 
Matthew Lillard is playing what is clearly a very tropey character. And then like Josh Hutcherson, bless him, seems to think that he's in some kind of serious family drama. Um, yeah, it, it was totally just very weird. So... Okay, I think we should return to talk about this some more. We're discussing Five Nights at Freddy's, um, which is directed by Emma Tammy and stars Josh Hutchison primarily. Um, but you've also got Mary Stuart Masterson. You've also got Elizabeth Lyle, Piper Rubio. Let us know if you've watched it or if you plan to, or for that matter, if you're a fan of the game. I'm really curious then to know how you feel about this. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. BFM 89.9, the business station. In the 80s, kids went missing. The police searched Freddy's top to bottom. Hello? They never found them. It's why the place shut down. There are ghost children possessing giant robots. Thanks for the heads up. Technically, they're animatronics. What do they want? They want to make her like them. Bobby! Tell me how to stop them. <laughs> BFM 89.9, this is Popcorn Culture with Lynn and Sharmila missing our um, brother-in-arms, Arvin Yuvaraj, who has... Are we missing or are we resenting? Resenting, mm. but I already said that. So now <laughs> I figure that I can just pretend to be nicer about this. Um, we Neither of us really enjoyed the movie that we're talking about today, Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, hence, this tone, this peculiar tone. Um, I, I'd like to say what I liked. Um, and that is, I, I actually really like the animatronics. I like that they were janky and weird and had a sort of grimy quality to them that you wouldn't necessarily be able to achieve with pure CG. Um, I think that, from what I understand, stays quite true to the premise of the, the game and the aesthetic of the game, which I think really matters. So um, you've got your... You've got Freddy. Um, you've got Freddy, Foxy, Bonnie... Um, who else is that? Chica. Chica. Um, yes. And then you've, you've got a, a cupcake. Um, and so I'm not sure what the name of the cupcake is. Sorry. So I think... Murderous cupcake. You yeah. Forgot. Yeah. Um, so I actually think that the way that looks is really cool. And that if the film had been 90 minutes long or dare I say 85, um, it would actually have been effective in some ways. There were just huge chunks of things you could have cut out. I actually really like the way the the creepy animatronic thingies looked. Um, the cupcake was actually a fave because it kind of shows up early and it's just weird. It's one of the funniest and, and creepiest things that happens in the movie because it kind of pops up out of nowhere. Um, but that's, that's exactly it. I like the way it looked. I could actually get on board the weirdness of it. There's also something to be said about it being set inside this dilapidated pizza restaurant, right? Because um, there's there are all the natural places in which it can get really creepy. Kitchens and um, the security guard room and like little doors that, that you don't know what's behind. So there's plenty of potential. It just never really does anything with it. Um, I, I think partly it's that. It's that you could see how this has that kind of potential, but it doesn't go anywhere. I I think it is significant to say that fans have also not been particularly happy with this, um, that it was a very, very eagerly anticipated film from the fan base, from what I understand, and that by and large, 
people haven't been super satisfied with it. And it's for all these reasons. Um, the director has even been asked about whether or not there will be a an R-rated version released with the proper, you know, like disemboweling and whatnot. And she said that she was happy with the tone they managed to strike with the PG-13. And I think that's a bit of a pity. It is a bit of a pity. Um, because I haven't played the game, I don't know how much the game pushes things. Um, so I don't know whether they're trying to hit the same tone as the game did. But from what I understood, I think the game was quite scary. So it it, it must have at least been more than this. I also wonder whether the the appeal of a game like this is that you're a character in the story and therefore it doesn't matter whether there's a narrative around this or not um, versus the movie where you're forced to watch a fairly a fairly predictable storyline play out. You don't really have a part in what's going on and that kind of reduces your investment in it tremendously. It's also perhaps um, a little bit that this movie is not the one to do to try and do complex emotional dynamic work in. Um, no. But there is an attempt to kind of insert that into the film. Like, which sibling would you choose? Past traumas versus present care. You know, all, all these different things that they're trying to kind of... and like fold in into the the story that hence what you're saying about Josh Hutchison right like this very real and earnest attempt to yes. be um, a serious to put in a relatively serious performance and then having to wrestle down uh, uh, what looks like a giant Tweety Bird gone wrong yes um, yeah. and I don't know I, I just maybe maybe to put it simply I wish the movie were more fun Yes, yeah, that's exactly it. I wish the movie was more fun. Um, also, things just straight up don't make sense, actually. Like at the end, I had questions about actually what happened? How did these things, are we talking about some sort of like world piercing, you know, parallel, you know, supernatural thing? Are we talking about just a straight up serial killer type? Like what is actually happening? It's never clear. Um, yeah, there are questions I think about longevity. Yes, maybe um, <laughs> about we're trying um, so hard not to spoil this stellar plot <laughs> about <clears throat> possession and, and eternal yes. life. Yes. And you know, th there are these sorts of things and, that don't get and answered. And who is possessed and how? Yeah, and how are they communicating yeah. with us? And you know, I just want it to be about violent robots. Yes, me too. Although they didn't need an explanation. Although, from what I've been told and assured, um, apparently, if you can kind of move deeper into the world of Freddy Fazbear, um, that the lore is really deep and rewarding. I don't intend to find out from another movie, lah. Is all I can say. Right. I I intend to find out from articles. Yes. Um, I don't know if that will necessarily enrich my experience of watching the film. Um, I also will say that once more I was in a cinema with children um, <laughs> which is I mean okay because I was in a cinema with children with Guardians the Guardians didn't stop talking through the whole movie which made me realise um, where it is that we are seeing these bad habits that we've been complaining about in cinemas where it comes from but I, I bring up the children to say none of them were scared yes why would they be what is mm. there to be scared about but, but that's interesting right because you would think that a film that's supposed to be horror inflected um, if it's not for the adults to be scared that's fine you could argue that because there are a lot of young characters in this that maybe this is aimed lower you know but then it should frighten 11 year olds a little bit no, I, I'm not wishing nightmares on people but the purpose of watching a horror movie is to have that that delight yeah. and that, that fear um, 
there was no tension in the hall. Yeah. So again, who is this movie for? Because if adults are going to find this too meh and kids are not going to find it scary. Plus, no movie that's aimed at children is about a custody battle. Uh, come on. Where in the pivotal parts of it involve someone trying to argue that someone's mental health isn't the right space to take care of a child. Okay. I don't think that's a child movie that's aimed at kids. To be clear, are we advocating for more violent horror films? I think... I think there's a place for that sort of horror um, and it does very well. So maybe yes, within the rating system and making sure that the right audience gets it. Yeah. Yeah, I think what we're talking about here is tonal. Yes. Tonal appropriateness. And earning the storyline you want to tell maybe. Mm, because we were initially going to throw back this week um, prior to the passing of Matthew Perry. Um, the initial plan was to throw back to Coraline. And... That, I think, is one where the pitch is really nice because it's frightening for kids. Nobody wants to have an other mother. Um, nobody, buttons for eyes. Buttons for mm. eyes. Um, but it's also creepy for adults because it taps into certain fears that we have, in some ways, about children. Um, and so that, I think, manages to hit both. both. Um, Five Nights, I think I just wanted it to be shorter, nastier, funnier. Yes, I actually I just wanted it to be a proper Bloomhouse production, and and really this seems not at all like something a Bloomhouse would put out. If you're a fan of the film, uh, no, sorry. If you're a fan of the game, um, I hope you got something out of the movie. I will say that if you're not a fan and you're not familiar with it at all, it's going to be a bit of a tough ask. Uh, we've been talking today about Five Nights at Freddy's. Let us know. Um, did you watch it? Did you like it? Uh, or maybe what was your Halloween movie pick this year? Um, that number to WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at movies at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.